you are listening to the next report with your hosts Thomas Holbrook, the second and Stephen Kelly. And welcome to the this week's edition of the podcast. Um, today we're going to be covering something that um, Steve actually came came by um, encountered, and it's kind of one of the things that we definitely should cover because it's something that has gotten misrepresented in the past, and that's um, alternative religions, as in those that are not necessarily Judeo-Christian in origin. Um, Steve, what what was the thing that you ran into, stumbled upon? Well, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, it came to my attention, and I'll, I'll go ahead and preface this. I cannot stand the television pundit Tucker Carlson. Um, so if I seem like I'm a jerk to that guy, I do not like him. I will just come right out and <laughs> pull no punches. But he, uh, I didn't. I was unaware of this because I don't watch this network. But he's on a show now that's uh, either famous or infamous, depending on your perspective, on the Fox uh, News Network called Fox and Friends. And they decided uh, a couple weeks ago that. It, um, they were basically reporting on a news story by which the University of Missouri, MU, the Tigers, and Columbia, Missouri, added, uh, they have a, uh, a page that basically has religious accommodations on it. And the purpose of the page is so that if someone, let's say, they, they practice a religion, they can go in and say, you know, hey, um, I see you have the test on, you know, Rosh Hashanah. Is there any way I can, you know, get that test moved or something? And the professors, you know, under their own consideration can move stuff around and everything. Well, they recently added uh, Wiccans holidays on there. And, uh, well, Wiccan and Pagan holidays both. And it caused a little bit of a stir on conservative uh, uh, pundit shows. I'll just go ahead and play a clip here that I have. Um, This is a, a short clip of... Uh, the segment of Fox and Friends that kind of ruffled my feathers a little bit. Um, they actually talked about this continuously through the day, but this is the main chunk of it right here. Let's talk about this this morning. The PC police are at it again because uh, there's Wiccans and Pagans out there, right? Probably, I don't know if they make up a large percentage of the population. I do. They don't. They don't? No. <laughs> they don't. No, they don't. And at the there are more Zoroastrians here than there are Wiccans. But apparently maybe at the University of Missouri they make up such an exorbitant uh, part of their population at the University of Missouri that they need to have all of their holidays now recognized. And they have a ton of holidays. This is the, now the bad side of Wiccanism is it's obviously a form of witchcraft, but the upside is you get a ton of holidays. 20% of all school holidays, as described by the University of Missouri, are Wiccan holidays. 20% of all. Well, and this is a, a statement from the University of Missouri. This is why they say they're doing this. The information about the Wiccan and pagan holidays has been in the guide since last fall. Keep in mind, this is not intended just for faculty. This is an informational guide for anyone across campus. And again, that's from the University of Missouri. And uh, it's interesting. We had Tammy Bruce on the show earlier this morning, and this, she says, probably wouldn't happen uh, in any other country. Listen. I think that this is, again, not about elevating anyone else. It's about pagans and Wiccans being used for a political agenda 
to downgrade what's important to a majority of Americans. I think that this is a, an anti-tradition uh, action. I think pagans and Wiccans should be very angry about being used by the establishment. And I think that uh, uh, there should be a backlash of, look, the tradition in this country is, is what allows people to be pagans and Wiccans and enjoy, to enjoy their lives freely. Good luck doing that in any other country. Right, and somehow, if you're a Christian in this country, uh, too, that you can't say Merry Christmas to somebody or else you're trying to push your Christian faith on other people. Right, but you get 20 holidays now if you're a Wiccan at, I mean, I guess that's the one to go with, right? I mean, that's certainly the one. If you're going to pick one, go the one with the most holidays. Except any religion whose most sacred day is Halloween, I just can't take seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, call me a bigot. and I'm not, you know, not offering an editorial against Wiccanism. Uh. Well, that would be more the pagan side of it, right? Would be would be Halloween. How many Wiccans can name every Wiccan holiday, or fifty percent of Wiccan holidays? I don't know a single Wiccan. I will say this because you know we're journalists, and I and I have covered this. I actually went because there was some backlash a number of years ago against Wiccans, and I remember I had to do a story, and I went yep. and interviewed a number of Wiccans, and they say, "Look, we are the most peaceful individuals. Yeah. We just we don't practice crazy things. We're just of the earth. We believe in." I think that's right. Every earth. Wiccan I've ever known is either a compulsive D Dungeons and Dragons player or is. <laughs> A middle-aged, twice-divorced, older woman living in a rural area who works as a midwife and and likes a lot of incense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah that's all right. Let us know how, if you've met any Wiccans out there. Let us know. Uh, friends at FoxNews.com. Well, that um, <laughs> um, bust out the incense right there. That's uh, that's pretty good. You know, <laughs> uh, stereotyping, um, that sort of thing, misrepresentation. Okay, I'm going to come right out and say it. I do know of Wiccans and Pagans, and yes, they do, many of them do enjoy games like Dungeons and Dragons um, and things like that. But the other comments are stereotypes of that just really are not necessary. Oh, yeah, well, and the whole thing is, you know, but the entire time... Um, it, it, it's one thing that Fox and Friends is kind of like a sit-down chat, chat show, but they had a uh, the other times, and you can actually look these up on YouTube pretty easily. If you just type Fox News Wiccans or something into YouTube, you can find all these clips. But throughout that day, especially when Tucker Carlson was on there, he, uh, you know, <clears throat> that that clip that we heard, they interviewed the lady in the middle there, and um, that comes from a couple segments earlier when he was hosting like their straight up like you know morning news show, and. At no point does he seem balanced whatsoever, you know, ironically with their fair and balanced moniker. He, you know, he's like, oh, look, he's the entire time, you know, you heard him there. He was like, uh, when the, the, the other guest or the other host asks, you know, are there a lot of Wiccans? He's like, no, nope, there's not. I'm an expert. There's not. Ha 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 ha. Basically and stuff like that. It just comes across like, yeah, okay, we get it. You don't take them seriously. You're making fun of them because their main holiday is Samhain, which is on Halloween or around Halloween. That's fine. But, you know, there comes a point when, in, in my world, I think the news should not be doing that kind of stuff. Um, I am of the mind that, um, yeah, I am, I am a free speech person and... Basically, the best way to counter speech such as that is speech such as ours, pointing out the fallacies of the ways. Uh, Carlson wound up apologizing. Oh, yeah, too, he did. He? <laughs> well, uh, and, like, the apology was half-assed. Like, he basically comes up and 
um, says, you know, I'm sorry. You could tell he was forced to do it. Like he says, you know, I believe in liberty and I don't want to act like a bigot and I'm sorry. But it was, he, he still kind of acted like uh, he, it was disingenuous, basically. You could tell he it, his boss was like, hey, go out there and do that. <laughs> um, and let, let's take a look at some of these things. Uh, the link to the page in question from MU will be in the show notes, or is, should be in the show notes. Um, there's all kinds of holidays, uh, such as Ramadan. Um, I, uh, well, I'm not going to pronounce the next one because I cannot. I'm not going to butcher it, but Krishna Jamashtami, <laughs> Hindu, Rosh Hashanah, Jewish. I mean, there, there's all kinds of, oh, yeah, all kinds of, uh, Holidays and mainly the only holidays that they're listing for Wicca is and paganism is primarily change of the seasons. Oh yeah, and the the thing is, is if you notice, like if you go down to where like the first uh, pagan slash Wiccan holiday is on here, it's directly underneath a uh, a Jewish holiday, and it's on the exact same day. And that's the thing with most. Uh, judeo-christian holidays versus pagan holidays is just the nature of the way holidays were created they're all on roughly the same time they all happen on equinoxes and stuff like that that's because you know it's pretty much historical fact that if that you know if depending on how you look at a historical jesus and stuff that's a different discussion but if Jesus was born when when they say he was, he was not born in, in December. He was born sometime in the summer. But the, the the whole thing is, is at some point in the church's infancy, when they were trying to convert pagans to Christianity, they conveniently started moving a lot of their holidays around to take place during these feasts and such for the pagan holidays. And that's why you see so much overlap. And... If you notice in in the video with on Fox and Friends, they're basically making it sound like if you get a free ride, you know, at one point they jokingly say, "Oh, if you want a religion, you know, you get to be lazy if you're a Wiccan and stuff like that." You really don't. It's the same. I there's eight holidays, <laughs> you know, as far as I can gather, and they one of them, you know, you got Samhain, you've got the precursor to Easter that I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. You've got <laughs> holidays like that that are on the exact same time frames. And it, it leads to a different question is, are they, you know, they hype up the whole political correct police thing there. If, if let's say hypothetically in a, in a bizarro world that they didn't have Islamic holidays on here or they didn't have Jewish holidays, would they be getting away with uh, just outwardly mocking one of those religions? Um, I, I would think not. And it's very interesting mentioning the correlation of holidays. For those who are not familiar with it, the the process of shifting those pagan holidays to align with Christianity, that was due to the Council of Nicaea mm -hmm. during the time of the Roman Empire. Uh, Constantine was the emperor of Rome. The and that's you know when the official religion became Christianity, 
was around that time. And so it was, so that's why, you know, again, that's why you see this overlap. Oh, yeah, because, like, if they, when they were going in through, you know, quote-unquote barbarian Europe, they were, they needed a way to, because if you went in there and said, hey, we're not going to celebrate any of your feasts anymore, um, so, you know, we're going to be just canceling that altogether. Here's these new, you know, we don't have holidays. That really wouldn't have flown at all. So they basically had all these, uh, you know, holidays all of a sudden springing up on, you know, coincidentally on these, on the exact same days. Now, I will say they don't list everything. Um, They do not list anything from the Church of Scientology. (laughs) They do not. I mean, there's other ones. Like, I noticed they had Shinto, but they didn't seem to have, I mean, there's all kinds of... uh, you know, other religions that they could put in there that they don't. I mean, they actually have a Hawaiian religion in there, as far as I can tell. They've got Sikhism. So, I mean, they've got a lot of it covered, but there are definitely some, you know, with how many religions there are in the world, it's basically impossible to be completely accommodating, but... Well, and... And and let's be fair, it's um, Wicca, paganism. It's not the only thing that's kind of gotten bashed. Um, you, as recent as the presidential elections, um, we've seen some bashing of Mormonism to a degree. Oh yeah, it seemed like you couldn't turn around without seeing CNN, uh, one of their pundits, jokingly talking about you know the magical underwear type issue, which for those not aware. You know, there's this, there's this like thing where, due to a lot of times with, uh, with a lot of like, the only times you can really hear about Mormonism, it seems it's always when they're going to the extreme far side of it, where you have those some camps that they're breaking up, where there's polygamists and stuff, and it's it's given it you know a really bad name in some places, and you know. It's no different than any other religions, but people, you know, in the world we live in, you you, it, you can just kind of, uh, you know, and I'm not for, let me re- reiterate again, I'm not for censorship of this because, you know, people make fun of Christianity all the time. I'll just throw it out there. I am not, you know, a hardline Christian. I'm actually what would be considered a heretic by Christians because I ascribe to an alternate version of it. But, you know... You have like on the show South Park, you have a, you know Jesus on there all the time and stuff in complete satire. But you know you have a lot of uh, special interest groups and stuff to kind of back it up, so they can't go too far. A lot of these smaller religions, they don't have that kind of uh, you know background there. Oh, and and there um, apparently the, the, the reporter in question. Um, he's also a Mormon. McKay Coppins apparently observed that you know a lot of people kept coming at uh, Romney's Mormonism, and Romney kept trying to distance himself with it. Well, and it re- it reminds me of I mean you didn't really it's not something I think what this what this boils down to is you have a lot of casual re- uh, religious bigotry starting to come up through the media. I mean you look at uh journalism has gone in such a direction since the 80s, and I actually have a reason why, possibly, here. Um, 
that, I mean, you look in the 60s, there were people when John F. Kennedy was trying to be elected that tried to kind of run him through the mud for being Catholic. You heard people say, well, he takes his orders from the Vatican and stuff like that. But if you notice, you go back, the the press and the media, you know, they actually basically banded together and avoided reporting on stuff like that because they had ethics. Um, yeah, and Ken- Kennedy kind of addressed his religion better than Romney did his. Kennedy said, you know, I'm not a Catholic president, I'm just a president that happens to be Catholic. Yeah. Um, every time somebody tried to discuss Romney's religion, he would get uncomfortable, walk away. True. And that just led, you know, people that were more of the fundamentalist persuasion to assume that a lot of the stuff that they think they know about Mormonism is true. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff, you know, I, I think a, a lot of it is that a lot of people are ignorant of other religions. I mean, you have a lot of people that, well, one of my pet peeves was when, you know, that, uh, that shooting that happened at the Sikh temple not too long ago, you had a lot of people that on, uh, I'll just go ahead and point out on my Facebook that were, you know, saying hateful things because they thought, they were, you know, assuming that they were Muslim. And, you know, either way, I, I wish people wouldn't, you know, necessarily go out and act like that. But the fact that, you know, you have two entirely different religions that have very little to do with each other getting lumped together, it kind of reminds me of what you see with, like, a lot of the, you know, pagan religions, Wiccanism and some of the, like, Native American religions, they all get lumped together or they all get lumped together with Satanism, which, you know, it's it's not a... Well, and like, and Satanism isn't even what people think it is. So, I mean, it's just like, come on, people. <laughs> you know? um, Read a book. <laughs> oh, something like that. And, and I, you know, on a personal note, I, I kind of know what it's like being discriminated against for trying to have any alternative views. This was back when I was, you know, before high school, and it started for the dumbest of reasons, right? Um, because we were actually reading and discussing the Constitution. Mm-hmm. This was back when you actually were tested on the Constitution in school, and that may be part of the reason why I have more of, a, of an open mind today, because of reading and understanding that. And I need to go back and reread it because, you know, I treated it as more or less like another test that had to be passed. Yeah. But we did have meaningful discussion thanks to a teacher that he he didn't he didn't describe what he believed or anything like that. You argue a point, he would take the other side automatically to make you think. Yeah. So. What what happened was one time they discussed, okay, what happens if the president's not Christian? Does he still put his hand on the Bible? I got this stupid idea in my head of, let's find out. Um, before that discussion, I had always thought, you know, you know, about gods from other religions, how their stories were always so interesting. Yeah. Fascinating. And how, you know, there's this perception that, Judeo-Christian tradition just kind of 
in my mind at the time was boring. Yeah. So, and and I eventually realized that you know I'm not I was never really Christian. I never really went to church. Never really read the Bible at the time, and I'm like, why am I calling myself a Christian if I don't practice these things at all? Yeah. And so, fast forward to about, like, the 7th, 8th grade, we were having another discussion about dictators, and and the teacher says, let's stop, let's stop, let's pretend we're not Christians for a moment, and I blurted out that I'm not a Christian. You know, basically outraged that they assumed, and Right away, everybody thought, "Oh, he's an atheist." Oh yeah. One one classmate even said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, that that was really a great idea to do that in a town with multiple churches." Well, yeah, it's, that, it's just it's rough. <laughs> that went over real well. Um, one person even said that I have no soul. When, oh, nice. When when one of my counters was, "Do you believe in yourself?" I wouldn't want that kind of power. I'm like, uh, that's not what I... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and through ironies of ironies, I am a believer now, but I came into it on my own path and everything else. But I, I know what it's like to have to wait everything out. I tried being as neutral as possible by saying I'm agnostic I'll, I'll find out when I'm dead. <laughs> um, eventually, and I even said I was religiously neutral, which was a very politically correct term. Uh, eventually, in high school, they figured out that I was no threat to their way of life. On that one thing alone, they left me alone at some point in high school. But yeah, I, I, I can understand why stuff like this is so important and in my view hate so-called hate crime legislation you might as well call it thought crime legislation definitely i mean you don't want to like one thing that you know i don't want to put across is that we're trying to censor them or anything because you know they have every right to come out and say you know this kind of stuff but i think there's just a little bit too much editorializing going on with you know news like if they want to leave this to this kind of stuff with their, uh, you know, their their chat show and everything, that's fine. But digging into everything constantly and, like, because it, it paints, it paints a, the impression that it's okay to, to act like that in public, and people do that. I mean, you get a lot of people that, kind of like with your story, I've had to go, you know, dance around the issue of, you know, telling people what my religion is before, and that's always exciting because everyone either assumes I'm satanic or they think... That I'm, like, basically some kind of... I, it's it's just it's insane, you know? Because <laughs> I've had people ask, I wear an Ouroboros necklace, and I've had people ask, well, what's that? And I'm like, well, you know, that's my... Kind of like how people wear crucifixes, that's, that's my personal religious symbol. Then I have to throw out, you know, the fact that I'm Gnostic, and how it's a, a religion that is basically another type of Christianity that the Orthodox Church cr tried to crush back in the, you know, by the Middle Ages and everything. And they're like, well, uh, you read the Bible, right? Or something. It's like, you know, that's beside the point, you know, just because 
I believe in slightly different things. I believe in dualism, basically. It, you know, all of a sudden I'm having to prove to this person that I'm not in some way bad because of this. And that, that, that always drives me up the wall. And I just like, don't like talking about it if I can help it, you know? <laughs> um, you know, that's one, you know, that's one. it's, you know, comes about time to look at somebody and say, uh, did you listen to what I just said? Yeah. No, you didn't. You know, did I not just say it's another form of Christianity? Yeah. It, it's, it's one that came before the major church. At one, one time, people people looked at my symbol. My, I'm not a part of any religion. I don't even consider myself messianic, though I do. Though this, though their symbol is my symbol of choice, or maybe the symbol chose me. Who knows? But um, everybody kept looking at going, oh, what's that? They, they see my necklace and go, well, what's that? And, and one person asked me, do you believe in Jesus? <laughs> and I, and I, I have to facepalm myself because, you know, I'd be like, okay, I believe in that person, but I don't call him by that name. Well, and it, it also, you know, there's not, it's not just, we're kind of stereotyping right now that it's fundamentalist Christians that are doing this. It's not. Uh, I have a blog that I occasionally work on that I had a hardline atheist just completely start trolling me one day. Just And it was, it's funny because I, my blog is literally about Western esotericism. And he started getting on there like, you know, we know what the problem is, blah, 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 and wrote a book basically. And I'm like, hey, dude. You know, I guarantee that you, your misapplied rage would be better suited finding someone attacking atheists on a website or something. How about you go there and leave my blog alone <laughs> or something? And it's, I mean, it's just right now our country, where we seem to be in the situation where no one wants to be too politically correct. You have, you have one side that wants everybody to be super politically correct and not offend anyone. And then you have other people that are like, well, screw that. I'm going to offend everyone all the time. And it leads to this kind of just boiling pot of just like everyone feels like crap all the time because everyone's walking on eggshells and everybody's scared that they're going to get, you know, the crap yelled out of, out of them for no reason. And it's just it's insane. I don't know what the deal is with uh, with just the casual bigotry, basically. Um, and. And I argue that, unfortunately, laws such as, you know, the Matthew Shepard law, though the intentions behind it were good, it's only going to cause even more hatred. Would you quick, uh, elaborate a little bit for the people that might uh, not know about it? Okay. Basically, it elevates penalties for those who commit crimes against those who happen to be gay, lesbian, etc., um, there's probably some other stuff in the law as well, because as with any law, anything can be attached to it at any given moment before it reaches the president's desk. Oh, yeah. You could have a national park formed under that law, randomly not know about it. <laughs> um, but, and and I'm up to minds on this. I understand why you know they're seeking more protection. I get that. Um it's not cool to bully somebody because they live a lifestyle that doesn't agree with one's personal views. Yeah. My problem is it's turning something into a thought crime. Um, without that federal law, 
with what happened to Matthew Shepard, and it was horrible, based upon the actions alone in Kansas, the perpetrators got triple penalties. Not because he was gay, but because of how horrific the act was against him. Yeah. And and this this polarization that's happening is because of this duality type of thing that you mentioned. One side wants to, you know, quite frankly upset everybody, and then the other side doesn't want to offend anybody. They don't want to be offended either. And and it's it's very very interesting to note that that and it, it's 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 kind of the elephant in the room and it's kind of ironic too and it should say something about where we need to truly start if we are going to truly understand one another well, yeah and it's like my whole thing is is rather than trying to you know come out this from a legal perspective i just wish that you know we lived in a world where people would respect each other enough to you know like hey i know this person and they're different than me i ought to learn about you know learn about them a little bit rather than they're wrong they need to be like me i'm going to change them um pretty much i mean and i'll, I'll give you an example whenever whenever somebody jumps on somebody else for being racist for example yeah Oftentimes, the skin ha- on both people happens to be of the, let's just say, vanilla variety. Yeah. I find it ironic and also, to a point, scary, because slavery has ended in this country officially for quite some time now. Yeah. And yet it seems like we're apologizing over and over and over again for things that ancestors did when we were not even alive. And that's been disturbing me. That you know, there have been instances where I've caught myself apologizing. Well, it's you can apply that to religion too. I mean, there's still people that will bring up the Crusades, you know, as some kind of you know something to do, you know, something to attack uh, Christians on. And it's like, you know, I didn't live back in the times of the Crusades. There's been, you know, the last Crusade was in like 13 something or other. So, that's, you know, a little disingenuous as well, because it's like, how about you point out modern contemporary problems with these kind of situations, so that, you know, we can actually change it and get something done, instead of just dredging the past up all the time, because that does nothing. Agreed on that, and that's the, it's one thing to learn from the past, it's another to attack somebody with the past, and, and that's, that, that's the thing with me. And I've, I've never understood, truly understood, why you would have to continually apologize. Because nowadays there's times where somebody can say something jokingly, and they don't mean anything bad by it at all, and they're jumped on. For, like, that that's racist, uh, and everything else. and And it comes to a point where somebody's going to have to point out, hey, uh, we're all scientifically a part of the same species, homo sapiens, humans. Um, how about you take these, you know, false stereotype that Europeans came up with 
to justify enslavement of another human being and leave that in the past. Most definitely. Um, anything else you would like to add to all of this? Well, one last thing, as I mentioned it earlier and I just realized I didn't bring it up. I was going to talk about, uh, I, I had mentioned that there was a law that probably explained why the media is kind of way they are. And it's because uh, in the 80s, they got rid of a law that basically made it to where if you had some kind of opinion on something, you, as a news agency, you had to give equal time to uh, the opposition, basically, on your station. And um, let's see, it was called the... Uh, uh, well, basically what happened is it was in uh, the late 80s. The people within the Reagan administration decided that they didn't like that and that it was unconstitutional. It was uh, the Fairness Doctrine. Sorry about that. And what pretty much ended up happening is the Fairness Doctrine got thrown out the window. And ever since then, you have all these problems with especially uh, people like Rush Limbaugh because he can just get on there and just say whatever he wants with no ramifications whatsoever, and he only can have one side of a, the argument, basically. And, um, you know, there's been people that have tried to bring this back and such, but, you know, until something like that happens, there's no reason that the media is going to do that. You know, you're going to have your Chuck Tucker Carlson's, you're going to have your Sean Hannity's, you're going to have your Rachel, Rachel Maddow's, you're going to have your Rush Limbaugh's saying whatever they want, one-sided, and, you know, the people that agree with them are going to watch what they want, and they don't want to be challenged intellectually whatsoever. And, and to that I say, on the other end of the spectrum, people also should not be forced to go to the other side if they don't want to. It's, it's, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink it. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's why I argue that competition is a good thing, and that's why, you know, many alternative venues have popped up because they realize there's a void that needed to be filled, um, uh, an opinion point of view that's misrepresented, and they represent it, and so they're going to do that. Plus, certain events that aren't covered at all, they cover. And those sorts of things, and that's why you have CNN losing ratings because they choose Piers Morgan, who is just basically a knockoff of Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, he's not nearly as successful and everything else. So, anyway, we're running out of time. Um, uh, feel, feel free to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash nextmedia. Um, Remember to entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself. Follow us on Twitter at The Next Report. I'm Thomas Holbrook. I'm Stephen Kelly. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Next Report with your hosts Thomas Holbrook II and Stephen Kelly. Our intro music is from J.T. Bruce. It's called Plunge into Hyperreality. It's from the album Dreamer's Paradox, available for free at gemendo.com. Any news clips used are utilized under fair use, and please feel free to visit us at thenextreport.com where you can leave feedback and see show notes.